Blog Talk Radio. Wish they see me for me, me for me. Wish they see me for me, just me but they. The uh, reflection of a girl's depression from voices concerned about impressing and not respecting. I've been blessed with this blessed curse. It always hurts. It's like they eyes don't connect with hers. Rather this curse, I've been touched in different ways through the thirst. Second and third, so bad I've been conditioned not to flirt. What is it worth when I cross the street? They just stop and flirt. I can hear them now. Hey, hey. DJ Zeke in the house. Vision. Alrighty then. Hello. Go ahead, Miss Vicky. You there, Miss Vicky? Yes, I am. Hey, hey, hey. Alrighty then. Miss, Miss Vicky in the house as well. Alrighty then. That Total was a vision. nice song. That song Thank you. still sounds like my daughter. Goodness. <laughs> We're just how you how you uh, fans out there doing? Uh, thank you for listening. As always, we wanted to switch it up. Um, it was a little mixture of two songs together. You know, we got skills like that. We could do that. Uh, <laughs> the song that we played just now. <laughs> Hopefully we'll play a little bit more when it's over. It's called Sexual Harassment. That is also another song by Elevate Your Game. Give a shout-out to Elevate Your Game. Um, it's a mentor program. We thank uh, Elevate Your Game for allowing us to have access to their music. So that song is called Sexual Sexual Harassment, and you can find it on YouTube under EYG. If you're really feeling it. So with that, How's everybody doing? How you doing, Miss Vicky? I'm doing just fine. I'm multitasking. You know, <laughs> it's birthday celebration time, so you know, it's like the regular, ordinary day is going on, but at the same time, it's extra stuff because we're celebrating birthdays. So just multitasking, but I, I'm getting, I'm getting settled now. Yes, Thank you yes, for giving I, me that time to get settled in. Yes, I must agree. You know, October is a, I don't want to say busy, because that's, that's a word, you know, I try not to say too often, I say productive, because you can be busy and don't do a darn thing. And I can tell you right now, me and Miss Vicky, uh, when we're doing something, it's very productive. It's for a reason. We're not just doing something to be doing it, and, and people think we ain't doing nothing. No, 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 not at all. So we've had a very productive uh, weekend celebrating uh, my birthday weekend, and um, we're going to continue it on to next weekend for Miss Vicky, and then we're going to continue for both of us the whole month. So we'll keep you posted. So we can start by saying um, I got the pleasure of going to Parker Lighthouse on Friday for the very first time. I like going to be about the boats in the water. Um, I used to do that when I was young, when I needed to just get away. So I think I should start doing that again for my own self-help self health reasons. We all should have self-maintenance, self-help for ourselves, because we want to be able to function if we don't think about ourselves. And then uh, 
I um, went and got my hair done, uh, different color, uh, got a little shorter, a little carefree, because I'm very, very productive, and I don't have time to be messing with my hair, so I could just get up and go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then I went to, uh, then my dog, uh, also known as Miss Biggie, uh, took me out to Red Lobster, so I had a very, very busy Friday. Then Saturday, what did I do? Did I Was I able to rest? I do believe I was able to rest. And then got back up this morning. No, I, I, I couldn't go to church. No, I decided to rest today and spend time with the Lord here at home. And then um, I went to the movies. Me and Miss Biggie went to the movies, and we saw Hustler. And we're going to leave it at that. We'll talk about Hustler when time permits. Uh, so, yeah, moving right. Because that's the- that's definitely some stuff to talk about. <laughs> However, um, <laughs> hello, listeners. Hello, you know, fam. Hello to everyone under the sound of my voice. Much love to you. Peace and harmony. And may God's blessings fall upon you and your life and your journey and your family and everything. But I just wanted to give a, a shout out to our sponsor, WEXP 88.3. And Eon H2O Water Company. Want to um, give a shout out to them. We, we always want to acknowledge them because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be hosting a show on on this station um, at this present time. So we we just want to let you know we really really appreciate you for creating this vehicle, this outlet for us to be able to share with our listeners and with the, with the, with the community on social issues. Um, also, I wanted to give DJ Dika a chance to, um, give our, our listeners the social media outlets that they can reach us so that, cause we get so tied up in our subject matter that we run out of time at the end that we don't have time to take care of the bills. So let's take care of the bills and, 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 and the business part on the front, you know, so that we won't have anything keeping us from sharing what we want to talk about today. Yes, because right? we got a lot of yes, yes, yes. Because we got a lot of things to talk about today that's very important. Um, so I'm going to begin. Um, our contact information is Divine Victory Productions at Gmail dot com. Um, that's our email, so you can email us questions, need resources, just want prayer, whatever. Divine Victory Ministries dot D U D A one the word one dot com. Oh, I got it right today. Divine Victory Ministries do dot one dot com is our website. Please check it out. Also on our website, um, you're gonna find many pictures of myself and Miss Vicky and the things that we're doing out in the community. And there's also a way for you to donate. Um, we also have a donation on our Facebook page or uh, our Facebook page, personal page under Deacon McLean. I began a uh, fundraiser for um, Divine Victory Message on my personal page, and then Miss Vicky is going to do one for her page. Um, and we got thirty-five dollars so far, so thank you very much for the thirty-five dollars. Every little bit helps. Yeah, what we thank do. you. Uh, thank you. you yeah. And you love our show. Please do. Because this is an extension of our ministry, Divine Victory Ministries. This is just another outlet of creativity that we're using. Also, our social media, we are uh, Facebook, Divine 
Victory Ministries. The D, the V, and the M is capital. Remember, as always, uh, click on the one that has the key in the middle because that's what we represent, the key of awareness, key of education, and key of empowerment. Our Twitter page is DVM418, and our Instagram is Divine Victory Ministries, all in small letters. And that's um, it as far as communicating with us. And then we're going to move on and give you some well, resources. Well, listen, I want to do – oh, you got go some resources? I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. No, go on and give the resources. Okay, <laughs> so outside of it being uh, D-Day Dika and Ms. Vicky's birthday, it's also Domestic Violence Month. It's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it's also Disability, Aware- Disability Employment Awareness Month. So I wanted to give some resources. And also this week, um, I got a resource for L.A. Law Library Pro Bono uh, Services. So if I may, Ms. Vicki, I'll just give a little information because this is very good information. These are workshops of free legal services at the, public legal, at the Public Legal Services Fair, which will be on Saturday, October 26th. And it, 26th, so it starts on the 21st of month, uh, Monday, October 21st. So, real quickly, if you have a pen and pencil, you might want to take this down. Uh, Legal Landlord-Tenant, Where You Begin. That is from 11.15 a.m. to 12.15 p.m., and this is Monday, October 21st. The next workshop is How to Challenge Government Agency Decisions. That is from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. The next workshop, Who is the Client, Ethical Issues, and Medical Legal Community Partnerships. That's 1215 and 115. Landlords and tenants, evictions and collections, 1230 p.m. to 130 p.m. That is all on Monday the 21st, Tuesday. We have volunteer training, establishing guardianships. That's 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. How to become a minor's legal guardian is 1030 to 30 p.m. Access to police personnel files, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Voters with Disabilities, Accessibility Voting Workshop is 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Business Series, Sales Techniques and Strategies is 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. And it's a lot more, and I don't, it don't take up the rest of the show, but if you're interested in some of these workshops and the many more that they have, you can go to probonoweek.lalawlibrary.com. Dot org, and that's where all these workshops are going to be, and they're all free, and they're open to the public. What else awesome. do I have? That's what awesome. Else? I'm glad you uh, – I like that, Ms. Vicki. You know, we're about resources. You know, also – Yes, we are. Okay. Also, because it's Domestic Violence Month, and we'll try to share something every week because this is, you know, a very serious matter. I'm just going to give you a few facts. Is this, of them, is, this, is this a resource? No, these are just facts. Okay. 11 facts, 11 facts about domestic and dating violence. Um, you can find this information on www.dosomething.org uh, backslash U.S. The backslash facts 11-facts about dash Domestic and dating violence. And I'll just read a few of them. Domestic dating violence is a pattern of controlling behaviors that one partner uses to get power 
over the other, including physical violence or threat of physical violence to get control, emotional or mental abuse, and sexual abuse. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is very important. Domestic violence is just not about physical. Domestic violence happens through emotional or mental abuse or sexual abuse. And I'm going to stop right there. Is there anything you want to add to that, Ms. Vicki? No, I agree. Um, I agree with everything you said, that it's emotional, physical, um, it's sexual as well. Um, But it can also be some people don't connect with um, rejection being a form of abuse, um, especially when they purposely reject you. I can see if you having, you know, issues where you guys are having problems with communication or, you know, something that's not, like, repetitive. The behavior is not repetitive. But if they purposely are rejecting you and causing you to feel, you know, inadequate or, you know, your esteem being affected by that, that's abuse. And some people don't look at that as abuse. So I just want to add that on. Thank you, Ms. Vicki. And another mm-hmm. fact, I'll do two more. Eighty-five percent of eighty-five percent of domestic violence victims are women. Number three, one fourth of women worldwide will experience domestic dating violence in their lifetime. Women between the ages of twenty to twenty-four are at the greatest risk of becoming victims of domestic violence. That's deep. Uh, number four, domestic violence is most likely to take place between 6 p.m. and 6, 6 a.m. Now, that's a fact I did not know. Wow. Domestic violence is mostly likely to take place between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. And we're going to stop right there. We'll continue the rest of them next week because we're going to continue this the whole month of October. And one more uh, fact I'm going to share about um uh, what is it, breast cancer awareness. So we've covered domestic violence, um, disability awareness month. I think I'll share that next week. Um, I wasn't able to find the information I wanted right now, so I'll just share this about breast cancer and it's pertaining to men. And I thought that was interesting because breast yeah. cancer does men as well as um, women. So mm-hmm. let me... Um, it said less than half, less than 1% of all breast cancer occurs in men. Let me read that again. Less than 1% of all breast cancers occur in men. In 2019, about 2,670 men are expected to be diagnosed with a disease. For men, the lifetime risk of being diagnosed with breast cancer is about one, hold on, my, my phone, cancer is about one in eight, three, three, one, well, one in 833, and this was as of August 2019. So, uh, gentlemen, please be checked. Get your screenings when you yeah, should. Get your physical, yeah. Yes. Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. men, you know, they're the strong ones, and they take care of their family, and they do everything else, and they don't take their health serious. 
and then they might be that myth they're thinking, oh, it ain't going to happen to me. That's just for women. No, man, it happens to you too. Um, well, some men uh, may get physical. Some men uh, may actually get physical, but if the doctor doesn't ask them, you know, to get certain screenings done, they may um, neglect to do it because they don't really know to do it. So this is kind of like it's possibly new information for some people. So, Amen. you know, just like my mom was telling me that um, that I should get my, what is it? What is chicken pox when you're in older age? What is that called? Shingles. Oh, man. Yeah, shingles. She said I should get shingles, go, go to the doctor and ask them for the, the shot for shingles, the immunization for shingles. And she said um, something about that it runs in, that, you know, people are getting it in their older age. And if you handle it with the immunization, then, you know, you'd be less likely to get it. It's better to handle it ahead of time. So I'm just saying, like, that was information, that was education that she made me aware of. So now I need to go talk to my doctor about it and find out how do I move forward with it. So the same thing with the men with the breast cancer, now that this information is shared to them, shared with them, so now they can go and talk to their doctors about it and find out how to move forward. But but initially, some men don't even know that. Like, they don't even know, because, like, um, if you, when you fill out the, um, the, the app, you know, the assessment form or whatever, the form that you fill out when you go to the doctor to get the physical or the first time you go to that doctor's office or work under that doctor or whatever the case may be, they ask you all these things about your your health, your history, all these things, right? But if if certain things, certain health issues don't stand out, they may not even ask the patient to get a certain screening done because they feel like it's not running in your family. So, like for me, breast cancer doesn't run in my family, so they did they weren't on me to get a screening you know, to get my mammogram until the later age versus if it ran in your family, then you get it done earlier. So I'm I'm just wanted to reiterate that part about, you know, some men don't even know to go and ask the doctor for that. Because, you know, some doctors, depending on your medical insurance, you know, and sometimes depending on if the doctor is, pro, is, is a good doctor or a doctor that's kind of chilled, they may not even do anything unless you ask them. Like, they'd be like, okay, what are you here for? You know, and then you have to tell them what you're there for. You have to be proactive. So, yeah, I think that was enough for me to share about that. It's transparent, and I believe that um, that message and this information that we're given is meant for someone. And while Miss Vicky was talking, you know, I couldn't, I was going to let it go, but I just can't because I'm a strong advocate for people with disabilities, so I was able to quickly look up some information pertaining to National Disability Employment Awareness Month. So I'm going to give you this information just a little. National Disability Employment Awareness Month is a national campaign held in October that uh, that raises awareness about employment issues for people with disabilities and celebrates their contributions to the workforce. Why is this important, you ask? It's important because of this reason right here. At 20% of the population, people with disabilities are one of the nation's largest minority groups. Let me say that again. People with disabilities are one of the nation's largest minority groups. Yet, 
the most recent U.S. disability employment statistics show that only 20% of people with disabilities are participating in the workforce compared to 69% of people without disabilities. And I'm going to stop right there. And like I said, we're going to give nuggets every week pertaining to domestic violence, pertaining to Breast Catch Awareness Month, and National Disability Employment Month. And uh, we're going to go. Um, Miss Biggie, do you have a sung hero for this week? I sure do. Okay. I want to acknowledge um, a, a, a wonderful woman that I met when I was going to school for alcohol and drug counseling. Her name is Marilyn Lee. We call her Miss Lee. And uh, Miss Lee was my instructor. And also she's um, a mentor to people in the community that struggle with drug abuse. Um, her drug, she was, um, she's a recovering addict, um, and she's a Christian. Um, she, her drug of choice was, um, heroin and she used heroin at least 30 years of her life, if not more. And then she's been to prison more than 18 times. Now the amount of time she's been in there, she had long stretches and short stretches, but she is a recovering addict and she went back to school and she got her um, AA, then she got her bachelor's, then she got her, she, the last I talked to her, she was working for her, uh, towards her master's. But um, I do know she got her bachelor's in alcohol and drug counseling. And she was my um, instructor in alcohol and drug counseling at uh, Intercoast College in Carson, California. And um, in teaching, while she was teaching the class, she had was she had the privilege to teach um, individuals that she actually got high with in the community, like she actually did prison time with, um, and things like that. So I, um, it was a very interesting experience um, being under her um, as a student. And one thing that I learned from her was that we had to learn about the 12 steps. And she said that you can use the 12, the 12 steps is a really good tool for anyone to use. It, you don't have to just be a drug addict to use the 12 steps because they're pretty good concepts that can hit in, in a lot of air in every, just about every area. So um, another thing she had told me was um, that, that with the, that a lot of times people that stop using drugs, they don't stop uh, with the behavior and that that's very important that once you stop using drugs, that you need to change your behavior too. Because in drug, in, in, in the area of drug addiction, you develop very negative behaviors, which are illegal. Like your mindset is doing things illegal. So when you do get cleaned up, you have to, to change your whole mindset. It's almost like the Bible where it says um, renew your mind. (laughs) And renewing your mind meaning putting new stuff in there and getting rid of that old stuff, like that that negative, nasty stuff that, that corrupted your life. So in the concept of the 12 steps, it actually helps you with that process. Now, of course, the person has to have a will. And, you know, in the 12 step program, they have the higher power thing you know, dynamic going on. 
which really we all know it's God. But I'm just saying that she really was a really good teacher, and um, she really set a really good example, not only in the community, but as an instructor. Like, she gave back, and she's still giving back. And I just want to give kudos to Marilyn Lee, who we call Miss Lee, um, who is is or was, I'm not sure if she's still an instructor at, at um, Intercoast College, but she was an instructor there for a while. And I know she was a resident of Long Beach, California. And um, I just want to let her know that she is appreciated and that I appreciate her. And I actually know a lot of other people that appreciate her as well. So we, we want to thank God for Marilyn Lee. I'm done. Vicki says she does. Um, I'll just let about her story and the, you know, drugs and alcohol um, program and people that are dealing with that right now. Um, and I also know the few people that I know that go through the program and on a regular basis have to follow the 12 steps. And I just commend them for their commitment to stick to those 12 steps. Uh, and then the serenity prayer that they often say. And I'm not a person that has had to deal with drugs or alcohol, but I'll tell you this. I think about two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, outside of my regular prayers that I tell to God, I found myself saying the serenity prayer. So if you guys don't yeah. mind, I'm share it, you know, for whoever it needs to go to. It ain't about whether you're Christian or not, Muslim, Buddhist, it doesn't matter. It's just about having that peace of mind so you can get through life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to go on and say it. Oh, God and Heavenly Father, grant to me your mind to accept that which cannot be changed and the courage to change that which can be changed and the wisdom to know the one from the other through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You wanted to make a comment? Oh, no, I was getting ready to say it with you, but I didn't know that you were oh. going to um, say it differently. I was going to say oh, the serenity I'm, prayer yeah. also. <laughs> I was just, you know, you know, Google. You know, Google. But you, Ask Google but you know what? Yeah. But you know what? It's what? so funny. It's, it's so, um, uh, I don't want to say crazy, but you know how we use different words to yeah, express ourselves. Say crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's such a trip how I grew up with that serenity prayer in my home. Like my mom used it as a decoration tool piece in the restroom. So when I would go to the restroom, I would always read it, you know, but I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know nothing about Bill Winston, the guy that started the AA program and how the prayer started there and all those things. I didn't know nothing about that. And, um, when I had gotten to the point where I ended up taking the alcohol and drug counseling classes, that's when I learned about that they used the serenity prayer. And I was like, wow, you know, I said, I know that serenity prayer by heart because I read it, you know, all the time when I went in the restroom. So it's so it's such a trip how there's, you can have subliminal messages in your home. And that was a positive subliminal message in my home, even though it's not a scripture for those that are Christians that are always looking for things to be in the Bible, this is actually a concept of the word. It may not be scriptural, but it's concept. And um, it's a really good concept. 
and I'm glad that um that I learned that that was just like it's almost it's like a prayer, you know, it's a confession. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then, I'm looking at time, and we don't have time to do our little sports thing, but I will do this in honor of Miss Vicky. Haram, oh let me Haram, oh, excuse me, excuse me, wrong team. The Rams is my team. I don't think I was getting ready to say. <laughs> I I don't think they played today. I don't think I think no, they. No, I think. So me, I'm not. Yeah, I think my they Thursday. Y'all know they played last Thursday. Okay, well, Raiders, we're just going to focus on Vicky team right now, today. Uh, the Raiders won. They played the Bears. So the score Woo-hoo! was 24, and I'll do one more. I thought I was going to say one, but it's right here. The Saints won. Uh, the score, oh, and they wow. played the Bears, and they beat the Rams last week, and the Saints beat them this hmm. week. 24 to 31 was the score, and I'm going to leave it right there. Um, as far as the Dodgers are concerned, I know they're in the, you know, the, what is it, the National League Championship, and they're playing, um, you know, the first person to get three games will win the series, and then the other team, um, they win, they play each other, and then we go into World Series. So we're going to hope and pray that the Dodgers can finally get there. Okay, it's at the top of the ninth, and the Dodgers have ten, and the Nationals have four. And the series is tied one-to-one. The first person to win three games will move on. The other National League Division uh, series is the Braves and the Cardinals. So the Braves won uh, three, and the Cardinals got one. So whoever wins out of the National and Dodger game and whoever wins out of the Cardinals and Braves game, they will play each other for a chance at the World Series. And like I said, I hope the Dodgers can get there again, but this time win. And on that note, we're going to finally go into our subject matter. Uh, back to life, back to back reality. Back to reality. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so our subject matter is talking about TV shows and movies that have an impact on society. And me and Miss Vicky love to watch TV. Well, maybe I won't speak for Miss Vicky, but I know I like to watch TV. TV was my babysitter, and I'm 52 years old. Oh wait, did I turn 51, 52? Yes, I turned 52. Yes, <laughs> I'm 52 <laughs> years old. I still watch TV. That's my favorite pastime. And now I'm learning to learn how to for myself for me time. It's very difficult for me, but I'm learning how to do it. Um, at least one day a week, you know, just don't think about any responsibilities, just just have me time, and that's my stress reliever, catching up on my TV shows that I missed during the week, and now Miss Vicky got me hooked on Saints and Sinners, so now i got to watch that, uh, <laughs> Power is my regular, and whatever else me and Miss Vicky want to watch so, well, let me let me tell you, I'm not a person that loves TV, but uh, I do enjoy certain programs. Um, I'm more of a music person and an outdoor person, um, but I do enjoy um, certain programs, especially if they have a message in them. 
yes. you know, regardless if I plan on sharing it with the world or not, I just love um, shows with a message. Um, I don't like um, the pro- programs that are like corny. I don't care for those type of programs. Like it's kind of like it doesn't entertain me at all. I try to watch them sometime, but I just can't get with it. It has to be some kind of message in there. And if it's a message in the corny program, I can't get it. I'm just, I'm just, that's just not my, I don't roll with that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to add, get into it, that another form of stress reliever for me is I like the water, I like to go to the beach. And then the other one is, even though I said I like TV, sometimes listening to the music may chop back. So TV and music, and that's why my name is DJ Dika, because I listened to music when I was a kid, and I had the good opportunity to be a DJ and have my own show at Cal State Long Beach. Give it up for Cal State Long Beach. We are both alumni of Cal State Long Beach, so that's where I got my start as DJ Dika. So we're going to move on. Um, I'll start us off, and Miss Vicky, you just, uh, you know, come into the conversation. Uh, I've been trying to talk about this movie for the last two weeks. Now, Miss Vicky, don't finally let me talk to you. Okay. Enough. Enough is a movie with Jennifer Lopez. And Miss Vicky will tell you a story. I don't want to talk about it because you like to fight. That's why. Okay. See, there you go telling our dirty laundry again. (laughs) That's the only reason why. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be a reformed fighter, but you know, hey, hey, <laughs> sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Okay. And yes, people with disabilities can fight. Why y'all try to wait, wait, ain't she disabled? How she fight? We can discuss that a whole nother day. Anyway, enough focuses on the mm-hmm. dynamic of going through domestic violence and having to protect yourself with the, when the law does not help. So that was the whole premise of the movie with Jennifer Lopez. Um, she was going through a domestic violence situation. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it, it never fails. It, you know, the relationship starts out being nothing but roses and uh, all good stuff, lovey-dovey. And then all of a sudden, the switch flips and the relationship changes. And what that was what happened in the movie. Everything was fine. They had a little girl. Everything was peaches and cream. And then one day, he just flipped. He also um, had started having an affair, and Jennifer Lopez found out about it. And he was like, why are you tripping? I'm using my language. Why are you tripping? I'm still with you. You're my wife, but I can have a little something on the side. So Jennifer Lopez wasn't having it. And I'll let Vicky uh, share. Go ahead, Vicky. Well, um, the part I don't I don't want to share about that part. The part I want to share about is how she she went and took some uh self defense classes. Yeah, that's go the ahead. part I want to share. Go ahead, go so, share. well, leading to that part, um, so the, the because Jennifer Lopez spoke up to her husband about you know how he had been not spending time with her and all those things he became physically abusive toward her because she was because she spoke up. And um so anyway, he I believe he ended up taking her child from her, right? Didn't he take he tried, her child from her? He tried yeah, he to. tried to take her child. 
he tried to take her child from her. And so anyway, she was put in a position where she was very helpless. She was helpless and she had to end up going and um, learn self-defense. Um, but before the self-defense part, um, I'm trying to remember what happened because he had made her look really bad where she had to go almost to go and sneak and do this self-defense class. But I can't remember that part of what happened. May, may, may I help? Um Yes, she, it, <laughs> it got to the point where he was trying to kill her. Her family had to step in. And when the family stepped in, he threatened them. And financial abuse is a part of it as well. If you didn't know, financial abuse is an abuse where he stopped her credit cards, all her money, because she tried to go check into a hotel, a hotel with her daughter, and he stopped the credit card. So then her uncle had to pay for the room. And then also she had to leave the state to get away from him. And she got she ended up with her best friend who was a male. He lived in Seattle. And then he found her there because he had connections in the community, higher-up community. And then she ended up meeting up with her father that she never met ever. And then by the time she got to him, her father, he didn't believe her. And then she proved to him that she was his daughter. And then she asked for help, and he ended up helping her. And then by the time he started helping her and her moving around with her daughter, she um, she even went to the police. That's, I think that's what drove her to go get self-defense classes because she went to the police. This is where the justice system kind of fails, and, you know, I don't know when it's going to get better. I'm just telling you. Uh, she went to the police like they tell us to do. She went to the police, but they didn't believe her because she didn't have bruises on her. And she's, like, telling them that he's abusing her. But they wouldn't listen. And I'll be glad when it gets to the point where a man or a woman doesn't have to have a bruise on their face or something for them to get help. So, Well, so actually, it is better now. We got okay, to make well, a correction on that part. It is better. I mean, it can be better, but it's better okay. than it was back then. You know, because okay. I don't know when enough was made. But it was made yeah. during a time where the system was messed up in regards to um, domestic violence. But nowadays, um, I have found that in certain areas, they're responding faster and, um, you know, more than you, more than usual than before. So it's you don't have to, to have point a with some, <clears throat> um, I, I can't tell you that part if it has okay. to be a bruise, but I do know in certain in certain. States, you don't have to have a bruise for them to come out. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So I know back in the day, that's how it was. You had to have a bruise or whatever. But no, you don't have to have a bruise for them to come out. Um, as far as charges being pressed, you know, you have to go through a process with that. You know, if it's not, if it's invisible, if the scars are invisible. But I'm just saying, I remember back in the day that you couldn't even get them to come out, you know. Yes for a lot a lot of times when stuff like that was was going on. But these days that's that it's more um they're they're more reactive. The police officers come out, you know, more faster now. Well so. thank you for that information, Miss Biggie. Thank you. And that's why it's two of us, you know, with giving the information. Okay, so we're gonna move on to our next movie. I mean our next program. Uh, Greenleaf. And speaking of Greenleaf, we spoke on Greenleaf on another episode, and Miss um, Vicky was asking where was Greenleaf's story, um, 
what am I, what am I looking for? Greenleaf where was it located? Was located in where's the church? Where's the church? The setting of the the screening of it, or you know, the background. It's supposed to be in Atlanta. So in Atlanta. Mm-hmm, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so we're gonna touch base on Greenleaf, the dynamic of the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationship. Mother and daughter relationship. What daughter is asked? Oh, there's two different things. Okay, so first. In Greenleaf, they're showing the dynamic of the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationship. And, you know, depending on the people, that can be very stressful at times. And then there's mothers, daughter-in-laws that get along very well. And then another uh, 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 another issue came up in the program is the dynamic of the mother and daughter relationship where the mother has a secret and she's not willing to reveal it yet, and she's asking her daughter to keep her secret. Mother and daughter relationship, where daughter is asked to keep a secret for her mother about her long-lost brother she didn't know she had. And then the third thing that came out as an association. But wait, huh? wait, before you move on, we didn't, touch, we didn't speak on what the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law issue was. We just said there was an issue, but we didn't say what it was. Yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm just trying to get all three of them out, then we can discuss it real quick. So that was the other third issue was the dynamic of, uh, what was it? Where is it at? Oh, husband and wife relationship being supportive of one another. So that was three different issues that was going on. So I'm going to let Ms. Vicky start with the mother and daughter relationship. Oh, the mother-in-law. The mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law relationship. So the mother-in-law is the first lady of the church on Greenleaf, because I can't remember the name of the church, but the minister, the church that's um, the family that, you know, has a church on, on the show Greenleaf, the mother and the first lady, that's the mother-in-law. And then the daughter-in-law is um, her son's wife. And the relation, it's like the mother-in-law is very domineering. Um, she's actually kind of flamboyant too. Um, she kind of bougie. Those of you who um don't know what bougie is, which most people should know that, but it's like it's really like a stigma. It's a negative stigma, but basically, she carries herself in a proud way. She holds, you know, she's um um what's another word. I know back in the day we would say, oh, she has an air about her, um, or they have an air about them, or they think they're better than other people because of how they carry themselves. But um, bougie, I guess, is like a person that's very particular. You know, um, a lot of us, most people can be particular about things, but when you're, when you're considered bougie, it's like, you know, uh-uh, I only drink alkaline. I don't drink that. You know, it's like your reaction to certain things. It's like, you know, you'd be like, really? Mm-mm, I don't do that. You know, it's like that's how her personality is. And the daughter-in-law is also domineering. She's not flamboyant, but she's domineering. And she's even, um, the she seems more domineering than her husband, which is the mother-in-law's son. And the daughter-in-law, she does not give the mother-in-law respect. Like when she talks to her, 
she speaks her mind, and she's actually disrespectful when she speaks her mind to her mother-in-law. And the thing that I wanted to touch on with that is I understand that, you know, the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationship can sometimes be estranged or you have these unresolved issues or you have issues of communicating. However, I think it's very, very disrespectful for a younger woman to disrespect her elder. I, and then on top of it, that's your mother, your husband's mother. Like, you still are supposed to show respect. And I don't know, sometimes I found that people nowadays that I've have run across, I mean, I still have, I know people that respect their elders, but it seems like we try to put it on the younger generation but I've seen people in my generation disrespect their elders. Like they feel like they should be treated equal. And if they're not being treated equal, they feel like it's okay to, in their mind, treat the elder the same way they're being treated. And a lot of times they're not even being treated in a bad way. It's just the elder is calling them on their stuff like they're supposed to. Like they're treat, teaching them as they're supposed to teach the younger, like the older women are supposed to teach the younger women or the older the older men are supposed to teach the younger men, you know what I'm saying, so that they can know what how to handle things as they go on in their life because the older people have more wisdom because they have more experience. But as a result, the younger women are taking it as a rebuke or disrespect, shall I say, and then they want to lash back out. And that's nothing cute about that. And so that's what she's doing in the, in the, um, in, on Greenleaf. And then when, whenever his mom, from what I can remember, whenever his mom would even say anything about her son, she would try to speak up for him. Like she was just very disrespectful. <laughs> like her, her role is irritating to me, <laughs> which her yeah. role is needed on the show. But she's just one of the characters that I don't care for in regards to how she treats her mother-in-law. I don't like that. That's not cool. Her image of how she treats her mother-in-law is really bad. And and it just reminds me of people that I've run across, across in my lifetime. And I'm not saying I don't like them, but I just don't like the behavior that they display when they're disrespectful to their elders. I mean, you shouldn't be disrespectful to anyone, but I'm just talking about elders. You know, like, I shouldn't disrespect my mother, and I shouldn't disrespect somebody else's mother, you know. And then I think some people have a difficult time understanding what disrespect is, too. You know, like, they feel like they're not doing anything wrong because they're speaking up. But if we don't call them on it, then they get away with it. So that's the other thing. The son didn't call her on it. You know, he should have checked his wife, even if he did it in in the privacy of their own home. You don't let your wife disrespect your mother and vice versa the wife should not let her husband disrespect her mother you know because even the bible believers because i know time is being well spent but even bible believers it says in the word you cleave to your own wife and your own husband and it doesn't say you got to pass the disrespect the parents though but in that regard you know you cleaving together but at the same time you're not giving them a pass when I say cleave, mean you're coming together with your husband and your wife. You're leaving your parents and your older children or whatever, and you're cleaving to, you're joining with your own spot, with your wife or your husband 
And so if you're coming together as one in one mind, you know, uh, financially in the same house, everything. So it's like when you have issues or you want to talk things through, you talk things through with them before you go talk to your mama or your daddy or your children. You talk things through with them. So I'm saying as they talking things through and they want to complain about their mother-in-law, their father-in-law, whatever the case may be, that should be handled between them two. But it's crossing boundaries when you actually go to the, the parent and you disrespecting them or you're addressing them in a way that's not cordial. You know, there's a line that you can cross. And I feel like she did that. She crossed the line on Greenleaf. All right. Thank so. you. Um, and I, we welcome. commend for uh, the premise of the show, like we said, is uh, wrapped around a church family. And uh, most of the time when you're watching TV and you're watching shows, most of the time they do a very good job of bringing out issues that we go through every day. So, you know, we got people out there that don't get along with their in-laws. And we really, mm-hmm. you know. And that. then they did it in front of the kids, too. So then yeah, what kind of example is that for the children? Right. So then the, you're showing the children not to not to respect their grandparents. Exactly. That's another issue. We can talk about that later, you know. But anyway, and then another issue um, that came out in Greenleaf is the mother and daughter relationship. We know that mother and daughter relationships are not always the best, and we're not saying that there's not those out there that have good relationships because I know people that do have good relationships with their daughter. But on this episode of Greenleaf, they're touching on a subject matter where her mother, the daughter, which is the first lady's daughter, her and her daughter um, have a very good relationship. And then something happened to her to cause her to, um, she had a medical situation and it caused her to, blame God and be mad at God for a while, so she's slowly trying to come back around. And during that time, I think it kind of affected her relationship with her mom as well. But this particular situation happened where her mother um, has a secret, and the secret is that she has a son that nobody knew she had before she had her daughter when she was younger, and she gave it up for adoption. And the father didn't even know. He just started finding out as well that he had a son, and the son was in jail. So she helped, you know, she came to peace with the fact she had a son because he was calling her, and she went to go help him get out of jail. So he's out now. And then the daughter got mad at her mother for something else, and she went to school. And then she came back, and she's upset with her mom because she's trying to hold, you know, keep the secret. Her family don't even know she had a child. And now he's here now, and she's not happy about that. She was like, I'm not going to keep your secret. I won't tell anybody your secret, but I'm not going to condone it, and I'm not coming back to the house until you tell your secret. So how do you feel about that, Miss Vicky? Should a mother um, make a daughter keep a secret? No, a mother shouldn't make a daughter keep a secret. Um because I think that that, caught, that that can lead to other things in the relationship that the daughter may have with other people, especially men, um, as she gets older. Um, um, actually, it's, it's like 
it's I can't I say that is her mom her mom shouldn't have brought her daughter into it because I actually didn't see that episode so I can't really speak on it in regards to what happened on the show but um but her mom should not have brought her daughter into it she should have resolved it without putting that weight on her to be to hold that responsibility of who should know and who shouldn't know you know um so I, I don't know, I don't want to speak on what the daughter should do because I think yes. prayer needs to be involved on how, what steps she should take and, you know, in regards to how to handle it. But I just feel like the mom should not have put the daughter involved, shouldn't have brought her involved in it until she was ready to deal with the issue. Until Amen. she was ready to go and, um, you know, so then that the daughter didn't have to be in that position of keeping a secret. You yeah, know, because it, because that put pressure on the daughter, because if yeah. the information got out, because you know everybody needs somebody to talk to, so she probably going to talking to somebody about it, and then you don't know if they gonna keep a secret, you know. Yeah. So it's like the pressure <laughs> of that, the pressure of that can be a lot. So I I really don't think that the mom should hold that child, put that child in that position where she should, um, you know, help her make the decision on what she should do. And plus her daughter was too young to be able to handle that. Now, if it was an older person, if the daughter was older, then maybe she could have played a part in that process. But her daughter was barely getting out of high school. So yeah. she's not old enough to handle that. Yeah. And then yeah. Because, of, because of time, we're going to talk about one more thing at Greenleaf, and then next week we're going to talk um, about. I don't know if we have time. Do we have time to talk about one more thing? Yeah, just real quick. Um, okay. Greenleaf, Greenleaf, because I'll let you do that. Greenleaf, the last one we want to talk about is the relationship. Uh, you kind of touched on it already. The husband and wife dynamic and her not being supportive. What do I have down um, here? Husband and wife relationship being supportive of one another. You kind of touched on it already. I don't know if you want to elaborate on it a little bit more in the time that we yeah, have. Yeah, well, well, one, well, they, the husband and wife. We can also talk about it again, on the, you know, continue if I don't get to it all. But there was a few things going on between them. You know, one thing that I do know is that it's better when you're married to live a separate from your in-laws. That you shouldn't live right with your in, like close to your in-laws because. You need to have that space to grow together, to bond, get through the hard times and, the, you know, and, and then be able to have good times without other people intervening. So with them, you know, it was like the pressure of him being a minister at the church with his family, dealing with their drama and or their issues that were going on. And then he also used to have an affair. He he, he had when it fell into infidelity. And so he's trying to resolve that and, and, and um, rekindle their relationship. So the wife kind of had lost respect for him for that part. And then she already was kind of like bossy anyway. So it was like a whole lot of things going on with that. And then the son, um, you know, he trying to play make up. So then it's making him look like he's, um, you know, not doesn't have that much, um, you know, he's not. Yeah, backbone in the relationship. 
So it, when it comes to just chastising the children and giving them advice and things like that, she was more like the one making the last decision instead of him being the one, you know, having any parts of that. Um, but yeah, we probably going to have to continue that. Um, yeah, next we time. Do that. Yes, we can do that. Because we're getting so, ready to. Yeah, we're oh, getting short. Um, but we yeah, will continue but, the conversation. But yeah. Yeah, um, we can continue that next time. But just briefly, I just wanted to say that um, Greenleaf is a pretty good show. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, And um, it's actually a lot of different social issue dynamics in that family. Um, Tyler Perry did a very good job at putting that show together and pointing out different issues. And this is an African-American family. So, um, you know, there are, um, you know, a lot of similar issues that I've actually seen, you know, in my lifetime, whether it was my own family or other people that I knew. So, yeah. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm like, did I lose you? (laughs) No, 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 I didn't listen. And I pray and believe that the listeners are listening as well, and they're getting a lot of information and I just want to say, this, you know, this is Tunnel Vision with DJ Dika and Miss Vicky. And we're about, you know, our subject matter today was TV and movies that highlight real-life issues. And, you know, we're going to be back for part two, maybe part three, because, you know, there's a lot of TV shows that really are hitting on real-life issues. Sometimes we sit there and watch it for entertainment, but at, even with the entertainment, sometimes it makes you be like, wow, I never thought about that. And that's why mm-hmm. I say the media can be very powerful. It can be very impactful in the right way, when media is used in the right way. I'm not talking about sex when there's that. I'm not talking about that. But that's a whole other conversation. I'm talking about when there are TV shows, movies that really do have a message that affect how we function or how we live or how we speak or how we behave. So. With that, um, we just want to say once again thank you for uh, yes, thank you. And um, before we go, because we did talk about domestic violence, and there may be someone out there listening to our show, and there may be someone out there maybe going through domestic violence right now. And if you need help or you're afraid, we understand. But if there's any way that you can get to a phone and you can get some help, um, you can call, call the national 211. Yes, you can call 211. And then you can also call the domestic violence hotline. But I would urge you to be in a safe place. Make sure you don't have, you're not around your abuser. Be in a safe place when you're making a phone call. One eight hundred. This is the number. One eight hundred seven nine nine. Safe. S A F E, which also is. 7233, so let me say it to you again, 1-800-799-7233. And for those that are hard of hearing or deaf, you can call the 1-800-787-3224 number. And on that note, this is DJ Dika. And Miss Vicky. Peace See you next week. Peace. Hallelujah. Holla back. Be safe.
with Stacy, me for me, me for me. Will Stacy, me for me, just me but they. The uh, reflection of a girl's depression from voices concerned about impressing and not respecting. I've been blessed with this blessed curse. It always 